Ready? Come on, Connor. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fast Breaks and Heartaches podcast for episode two. Thank you all to thank you all to whoever listened to our first episode. So uh, basically, JJ's mom and uh, our friends. Um, she, didn't, she didn't listen. I told her about it, and she was like, "No, I'm not listening to that." On the podcast, like analytics, there was a it's, there was an age breakdown, and there was like an older woman who listened to it. So. That was def- definitely my mom then. <laughs> okay, all right, Dylan's mom. So thank you, Dylan's mom. Did she, did she, uh, did she uh, actually uh, listen? Uh, yeah, she did. I think so. Did she did she like said it? she wanted to make sh- she knew knows about the whole you know playing it all the way through, so that way we get a full play. So yeah, she helped us out. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. thank you, Dylan's mom. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Queen. I know you're <laughs> yeah, the Queen. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kana. I'm joined again by my co-hosts and and my friends Dylan and JJ, and uh, it's it's a good time to be them because right now Dylan's sons are sitting atop of the NBA, uh, arguably one of the best teams in the NBA, and JJ's Magic, uh, his second favorite team, is is uh, one of the only undefeated teams and arguably the best team in the NBA right now. How does it feel? You can go first, Dylan. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's – yeah. I mean, watching that game last night against the Pelicans, it was, you know, I'm so used to it being the other way around <laughs> where we're getting blown out by 40 on national TV. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been fun. I, I'm still – you know, I mean, we're only four games in, so I'm trying not to get, uh, you know, too ahead of, my, ahead of myself. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Um, for me, I'm also sitting on cloud nine. But what's funny is the Magic, I'm almost positive, did this exact same thing last year where they started out 4-0 and and looked awesome. And then basically, I don't know, like the other teams woke up and started scouting or whatever they did, and we finished the season with a losing record. So I fully expect that to happen again this year, but uh, <laughs> it feels nice so far. And, um, I don't know, I'm fired up about the, how the boys are playing. Yeah. yeah, I think Fultz, Fultz is the real deal. So, I mean, I think you guys will be better. Yeah, They did get two of their wins against the Wizards, who look absolutely trash right now, uh, yeah, which is not working out for my theory. We haven't played anybody good. Yeah, I don't think we've played anyone that, like, finished in the playoff hunt last year. So, well, the Heat. Yeah, I think they beat extreme. the Heat. Did we beat the Heat? Yeah, first game. But Okay. Um, I don't know. Just kidding. Disregard everything I just said. <laughs> what a fan. Right. <laughs> but uh, are the Magic making the playoffs? Yes, the Magic are making the playoffs. Absolutely. They're making the playoffs. All right. Yeah. So that goes into our overreactions of the past week. We're about one week in to the NBA season. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, uh, December 30th. Um, so we should be getting this out tomorrow, December 31st. But uh, we're going to be bringing – we want to start with our overreactions of uh, week one of uh, NBA. We're about eight days in. Uh, a lot of teams have three, four games under their belt. And um, what are some of our overreactions? What are some teams that stood out? What are some players that stood out? JJ, you want to go? Yeah. You just mentioned the Magic. I don't think that the Magic making the playoffs is an overreaction, though. I think that that's a, a perfectly – just that's a that's a perfectly legitimate expectation based on the fact that the team is a little bit younger um at some point we're gonna get Jonathan Isaac back Markel Fultz looks really good um I don't think that any other team in the east that didn't make the playoffs last year is doing anything 
significantly better um, than they were last year or have shown any like market improvement besides the Hawks, really. So I think at the very least, they're, you can basically pencil them in for the, the nine seed or better. I don't expect this, this four now start to continue, but um, I think, yeah, I think if we're considering the playoffs, the, the top 10 seed, then I think that at worst they end up as the nine seed. Yeah. No, if we're, if we're talking playoffs at 10 seed, which is, uh, I don't know, it, it makes it a lot easier to say a team's making the playoffs when we say that you just need yeah. to get into the top 10. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It'll be tough for them to pass. Uh, the Pacers are looking really good. I, I've like, I like the way the Pacers are playing just because Oladipo kind of looks like he's kind of coming back into form. And then uh, Sabonis has been yeah. a very, very, uh, very nice um, – piece that they've gotten back he's kind of been their best player uh, I think that him and Oladipo have been played really well what um, was what was that Pacers heat series last year in the bubble it was a, it was a, it was a uh sweet a sweep yeah that's a that's an interesting but every game was pretty close right there wasn't like the heat didn't really blow them out uh I don't remember but I feel like at least like they were like tough game and I feel like if Sabonis was in that series I think it's it's a sig- significantly different series yeah, because yeah, their best their best offensive rant is run out of Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that he he got hurt late last season, right? He got hurt in the bubble or right before the bubble. Like, yeah, it was, it was one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I do think I do think the Pacers will end up being pretty good. I, I mean, they just have so much talent. I mean, they're they're I mean they're starting five alone uh, with Brogdon, Oladipo, uh, Warren. Uh, Turner, Sabonis. I mean, they're, yeah, they're just, they're just stacked. They're deep. They're going to definitely uh, make it out of the East pretty well. Uh, one overreaction, or I, you can consider it an overreaction, but uh, the Cavs and the Kings both going three and one to start out, uh, I think was a little bit of an overreaction. Um, they, everybody's kind of now questioning whether or not that they're going to make the playoffs. And I think that both of those teams have, you know, I mean, the Cavs have never done anything without LeBron James and the Kings are just, they're always kind of hurt. Um, so, but I, I do think that the Kings do have talent. Uh, I do think that the Cavs have young talent too, but I just, I don't think this, this is the year. So I think that's, that was my initial overreaction of just, just based off team records. That win uh, that the, the Kings got where they stole it from Jokic. Uh, the mm-hmm. other night was pretty sick. Um, yeah, it was. But uh, I will say I watched the um, I watched the Suns game yesterday. The Suns have been very, very good. Uh, the overreaction, you, I feel like they could definitely be sneaking into a, a four seed in the West, um, mm-hmm. somewhere around that number. But I really liked uh, some of their players that I, I didn't know uh, too much about the Suns just because they're kind of West Coast team. Uh, and also I lived in South Africa the, for the past two years, so – the basketball that I did get to watch uh, has been pretty limited, but um, I did like. Uh, I thought Mikal Mikal Bridges uh, has been is a very very nice piece for them. Um, yeah. They yeah. you know they they have two or three players off their bench that can help a lot too. Uh, Jay Crowder was a nice piece. Um, yep. They killed the Pelicans yesterday, and Pelicans just. Uh, I thought the Pelicans were looking really good in the first half, and I actually liked the Pelicans, and then they just. Uh, they, they just don't have enough enough players on their team. I think they got a few nice ones, but yeah, yeah, this started to put in Jackson Hayes and other people. And 
It just kind of right. goes down the drain. Right. The uh, the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I mean, their the defense. Pelicans. Yeah, Pelicans are not very deep. No. No. Well, not I think at all. they have like. Well, I guess JJ Reddick's kind of a starter, but he, sometimes I think he's their six man. But like, he's their only only guy off the bench that I that is like. I guess Josh Hart too. Somewhat. But. Yeah, the two of them. Well, I actually I actually uh, randomly saw the Pelicans play live uh, in Tampa last week, and that's what they do. They bring they bring JJ Reddick off the bench, mm-hmm. um, and they, that's basically like their top six is the the Lonzo Bledsoe um, Ingram. Zion, um, whatever his name is, uh, Stephen Adams. Adams. Stephen Adams, and then they just like immediately sub JJ Redick in for Lonzo. Is kind of mm-hmm. like is like their their top six rotation, and after that, there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Now the uh, at least the Suns got some payback for what Bledsoe did to them all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny. We, I, I wonder. I'd love to. I should have done this beforehand, but. If you look back on every game that we've played against Eric Bledsoe since we've traded him, I think we would have a winning record against him. We actually have a pretty decent record against the Bucks in the last uh, like five or six years. Really? But mm, yeah. You think you um, think that's like a thing that like a NBA players care about, like an organization cares about? Like, do you think that th- a lot of those guys probably played with Eric? I mean, obviously Booker did. Yeah, Booker definitely did, and I think those two always get into it a little bit every game that they play against each other. I do think also, they're friends, but um, I do think that they definitely are competitive. And, I, and Booker, because they were not bad together for, I think, it would probably would have been two years. Um, they were not bad together at all. We were actually pretty – yeah, know, they were pretty decent that's, together. That's we not just a didn't bad, have any That's not a bad backcourt. Yeah, that every, there was a lot of a failed back. Uh, Failed draft picks back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, the, the the classic Gorn or uh, Dragon Bender, mm-hmm. Marcus Marquise Chris, Chris and, and then, then Josh, Josh Jackson yeah. the next next year. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, That's a tough anything. one to. Those are a tough <laughs> string of picks to bounce back for. for and those were just from. two two pretty talented drafts. I mean, you could have had you know Donovan Mitchell. You could have had mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, Laurie Markkinen. Uh, in the other draft, you could have had Jamal Murray. Uh, I think there's a few other players that, that were taken behind yeah. uh, that, w- that would have ended up being obviously much better than yeah. Marquise Chris and Dragonbender. Dude, but. dude, what we need to do is, is keep track of Tyree. We need like a Tyrese Halliburton tracker at all times because I know we were texting during that draft, and it was like, I don't know about you, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, so I kind of learn about these guys as I like look into the draft, and, and like I don't do like an in-depth analysis, but – you know, like right. Kevin O'Connor on the ringer has a. Well, you'll need to start doing professional. Right. <laughs> From now on, I need you. I need you watching game tape. We're the I'm media. Going to every USF Bulls game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was like clearly when Tyrese Halliburton was dropping, everybody who seemed like you know they they covered it extremely closely, were they were just amazed. Like NBA Twitter was on fire yeah. as he was dropping, and I know that. We both thought it was a perfect fit for him sounds, yeah. as the as the kind of backup one or two. It seems like all along that they, they were planning on um, letting that uh, the Australian guy go. Yeah. So that's that's why they they drafted the Maryland guy. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's like because it, it, just, just recently, I guess he had a few good games back to back, and he and he's shooting it really well, which was his big question mark. Right. Um, 
he almost has like a Sean Marion type shot. It's just kind of like a catapult, a little, I don't know. It's so, it is just like so weird, but yeah, he, he, he has been shooting pretty well and playing, playing really yeah. well. So. so if his shot goes in and obviously he has just in a, an NBA ready elite feel for the game. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's a good defender. I watched one of their games. He was in the passing lanes basically all game. He, he probably only had like two or three steals, but he had a lot of deflections and, it, you could just tell, like, that dude stepped on the court and he was ready to play in an NBA game, and he was ready to make a team better. So we got to just keep an eye on him, and, like, as he explodes, that, that, that could be a big what-if for the Suns. Not yeah. that, I mean, we can get back to how great the Suns are looking, but I just – Yeah, well, man, you're bringing, you're, you're bringing, I know, you're bringing I'm, it down. I'm here. bringing it down after a, a, great, a great victory last night. All right, all right. The what ifs for um, the I've been pretty impressed with uh, some of the other freshmen or just the the rookies um, as Fresh well. Meat. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially uh, like James Wiseman. Did you guys see that play where he went uh, like he blocked a shot and went mm-hmm. full court and just dunked it? He like mm-hmm. uh, he's got a lot of like a lot of skills that are going to be relevant to today's game as a as a five, and uh, he just looks. As a 19, 20-year-old kid, he looks mm-hmm. physically ready, already yeah. like a, ready to play in the NBA. Uh, I like James Wiseman a lot. Um, and then the Celtics with Peyton Pritchard's been playing really well for us. Um, he saved our asses yesterday. Um, I honestly, like, even um, even the Bucks game where we won, he played pretty important minutes. Um, and uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been pretty worried about the Celtics. I'd say my – my overreaction is just being a little worried just because I, I think something is a little off. Jalen Brown's been playing great. Uh, like tonight he dropped 40-plus points. I don't think he even played the fourth either. Um, and then um, – and he's, you know, he's, he's played well in some of the other games. I haven't been too happy with Jason Tatum's shot shot selection in some of the games, but yesterday's game he, he kind of did exactly what I want him to do, which is uh, – you know, drive into the hoop and then use a step back around the hoop or lay it off the glass. He has amazing touch. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and he did that. He, he, I think he only shot like two or three threes and he just kind of took it to the hoop and really Holy did well shit, for yeah. us. Yeah. He had 42 yeah. points in 29 minutes. Did you watch that game? I watched it. I just watched a few minutes of it. Uh, cause okay. it was the Grizzlies and we were already blowing them out after like the yeah. going like a few minutes into the second side. So didn't really bother. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies without Jaw is uh, pretty much. sad. Yeah, yeah they've really yeah. fallen off a cliff. Quick. Well, without you, they're they're missing their two best players that they heavily relied on. Uh, yeah. So. But um, I don't know. The Celtics. Robert Williams. I've been pretty impressed with. Uh, he played really important minutes yesterday, and he, him, and Peyton Pritchard were kind of the keys, key players that came in in the fourth and kind of won us that yeah. game yesterday. But um, there's that, and then I would say my team that uh you know i've i've seen them play twice now they're three they just won tonight they beat the the hawks tonight but the nets i think the nets are going to be a problem uh for the east mm-hmm. um yeah. just they have that it was in the celtics game where um yeah on the christmas day game they they have the ability just to like put distance between them and uh, their opponent within like a five minute stretch uh we it was a close game going into like halfway into the third and then just in like two minutes it was a 15 15 20 20 point game and then it was out of reach because mm-hmm. kevin durant and kyrie just kind of 
started making all their shots. And mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is – he looks like Kevin Durant. Uh, he looks like a problem. Kyrie is looking pretty damn good too. Um, I think losing, losing Dinwiddie is pretty big for them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who they're – I don't know who they're starting now because, like, I, I feel like they can't really start Lavert. Having Lavert off the bench was great, but um, – So, so like, you, I think he's, you think that the Dinwiddie injury is, is going to be is pretty huge for them? I think it's big just – I feel like them having Lavert and Jared Allen off the bench is just, like, the biggest, like, advantage uh, they have over anyone else. They have yeah. two start. They have two starters coming off their bench, and just like yeah. and Levert is a score. It's so, honestly, it's honestly such a joke that Jared Allen isn't starting. Yeah, he's way better. Like, he comes Jordan. in and then just like kind of dominates. <laughs> it's solely because DeAndre Jordan is friends with yes. Kevin Durant and yeah. uh, Kyrie Irving. So, like, I guess they might keep Levert on the bench. I don't know what they did tonight. I didn't watch I the think, game. I think that they're going to start Torian Prince. Yeah, that's what I heard is, too. Uh, yeah. All right, if they continue to do that, I think that's good. Yeah. I can I also can I want to rescind my now that Spencer Dinwiddie got hurt, I had selected them for six man of the year. I will will now just oh, switch yeah. it to Kar- Karis Levert because Levert, I also yeah. thought that Dinwiddie didn't start, so. But uh but yeah, so now I'm I'm taking Levert. Other guys that could start, they do have uh Landry Shamit. Yeah. Who Shooter. is like a name that is like always yeah, I feel like I hear Landry Shamit's name more than any player ever that averages less, averaged like six points a game in his career. <laughs> it's like he's he just like is always mentioned in like trade rumors and like, you know, people that are expected to make the leap. I know he's, yeah. he's, he's young. He hasn't been in the league for a while. This is only his second year, but don't you feel like you've heard his name a lot for somebody who hasn't really done anything. And whenever I watch him, he just like, He's, I know he's a shooter, but I don't see him make a lot of threes. Like, yeah, I feel like he's been like, you know, he's been that guy that's like a year away for now, like two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like two last two years, people have been saying, oh, yeah, he's close. Yeah, like Landry but, Shaman, you know. <laughs> but yeah, really, at the end of the day, he's just a shooter. Where yeah. was he before this? Clippers. The Clippers. Uh, I knew that. And he was drafted by somebody different, too. I think he was traded to the, the Clippers. Thunder. I think he was drafted yeah. by the Thunder. Yeah, that sounds right. That's actually what my what I was initially gonna say. What is what does the Google machine say? Um, what's T O T? Toronto. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I feel like that would be T O R usually. I'm looking at basketball yeah. reference. I don't know. I, I know he went to Wichita State and was pretty nasty there. Well, he was at Philly. He was on Philly. Oh, that's what. That's right. Philly was the team that he was on. Oh. He went over in the Tobias Harris. Uh, oh, okay, trade. that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was okay. Yeah, I don't know. With Kyrie and KD out there, um, yeah, I think you can really put anyone as long as they uh, kind of have something to offer. If Landry Shamit can shoot, um, that's good. But you have two excellent ball handlers and playmakers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the Dinwiddie thing is a big deal. I secretly think that. Th- their management probably did. I don't. I didn't love the the Dinwiddie and Kyrie backcourt over the course of a season. Um, I think Dinwiddie is is over a little bit overqualified as an elf guard. I think that it wouldn't surprise me at all if if their plan um, was just to start him, play him, make him look good, and and then move him for uh, like a solid complementary like role player or 
maybe a good player and a draft pick, something, try to try to get some assets for him. Mm-hmm. He, losing him does, doesn't concern me a ton. He, what he was, he was, he was great insurance. He was, he was great insurance for Kyrie going down or KD not looking as good. Um, or Karis LeVert has, has had a pretty serious injury problem or a pretty serious injury history. Um, I'm not super concerned with the Dinwiddie thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm still the Nets. I watching what they did to the Celtics on Christmas day. I, uh, I'm quite worried for the East. I think um, I think they're the team to beat. You yeah. know, the Bucks have. I guess the Bucks have. They blew out the Heat yesterday. I think they, they lost the Heat tonight. But uh, yeah. I just don't know if the Bucks can keep up with them unless they're shooting thirty threes like they did yesterday, where they set an NBA record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the Bucks too. They they feel a little shaky. I, yeah, I don't I don't have a good a good feeling on them. I. Holiday hasn't fit in perfectly. Um, he does give them like a little bit extra punch on offense. He, he's really not even like a huge upgrade on defense over Bledsoe. Like I think Blood Eric Bledsoe is, is kind of underrated, honestly, at this point. And I think that their defense was about the same. And maybe it's just like Holiday is just taking like a little bit of time to fit in. But it almost kind of feels like when, like, you get these guys who are, like, like he, it almost feels like Mike Conley last year with the Jazz, where it's, like, you get these two guys who were drafted to these small market – well, not drafted – well, he was drafted to Philly, but they ended up on these small market teams for a while, and they got comfortable in that system and, like, in that organization. And, like, we're almost a little bit – almost played a little bit better because of that, and then they, they get moved, and it's, like – now they're they're kind of thrown out of orbit, if that makes sense. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not getting great vibes from the Milwaukee Bucks in general. That wasn't like a great like, great explanation, but I feel like Conley is like when Mike Conley was in Memphis, he basically could run the entire show. Oh, you can't hear me. No, you're good. Oh. I just, you got muffled, I think, because your arm was on your uh, on your ear. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, like when Mike Conley was in Memphis, he, like, he, he got drafted there. He was there his entire career. Um, every single time down the court, it was a Mike Conley pick and roll. He was, he was very, comp- he was very, like, familiar with the coaching staff. Um, and, and, I, and I think he played, like, and I, and I think that just, that made him better. Like, he was more comfortable. And then he, he got traded to the Jazz, and, and suddenly he was just, like, another cog in the system. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it took him a while to get used to that. And I think that could be like a kind of a similar thing that's going on with Drew Holiday. Not that he's been horrible, but it's maybe it's just like the fact that we all overrated Drew Holiday in a, like a little bit. And he, he's, I mean, he's like, not he's worth not like as, five first round picks. As, and, yeah, he's not as big like, of a piece as we all thought he was. <laughs> yeah. I think they're the team, though, that I would say the most as we can't really take you know any of these games for real for them because i i do think you know two two weeks of training camp and then right into a season uh when you basically have an entire new team especially when you have an entire new team of good players uh, i think that'll just probably take a while so i don't want to make any any judgment calls but i do think when it comes to playoffs i don't know if they got a better playoff roster uh, after kind of just, I watched one of the games, and I was I just watched the uh, the, the Heat Bucks game tonight, 
Um, I just don't think that they, you know, they're not, they don't have that kind of other athletic wing outside of like Middleton and, um, uh, and, and Giannis, even though Giannis is kind of almost, you know, he should almost play center in the playoffs. Um, so I do, I do think that they, they almost got worse in that category, but I think, you know, it, it's just a, you know, their, their roster will change and, and get more comfortable with each other. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. What about, um, I, they don't really have like a ton of roster flexibility though, you mm-hmm. know, like they mm-hmm. kind of like their best five is very clear and that includes Brooke Lopez. And like, I think if, if you were facing off against the nets and they're playing a lineup with Kevin Durant as the center, I, I don't, I don't think like Brooke Lopez is going to be able to play. And, yeah. and, if, and if, if you can play that Brooke Lopez lineup off the court, then suddenly you've got like, you're relying on like a guy like Tory Craig or mm-hmm. a guy like Pat Conifton, like, or Divin, DiVincenzo is like, auto, like automatically their fourth best player. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel great about this roster. Right. Exactly. From, from, from one to 12. Right. And I don't think that Giannis has like changed his game. Like there's clearly a blueprint out there to, to stop and slow down Giannis in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, at least right now, like obviously there's, you know, 68 games left in the season. Right now it doesn't seem like Giannis changed his game. I mean, that's the other thing. Like for the, well, they, I guess they got knocked out pretty early, but yeah. um, it doesn't seem like Giannis has changed his game that dramatically to the point where it's like he's going to be able to overcome uh, some of the things that teams did to him and the, the heat specifically did to him in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That'll definitely be, uh, be one to watch. Mm-hmm. His free throws have been quite concerning. I, uh, he has been, he has kind of been shooting a few, a few more three pointers than he did last year though. I feel yeah. like I've seen him take like three or four shots a game at least. Uh, he's trying to extend his game a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's making them, but Oh, credit to him. He he does everything in his power to get better. You know, like yeah. even when he wasn't a good shooter, he knew that he had to get comfortable shooting a lot of threes a game. And he went out there and it's I mean it's embarrassing to airball a three, especially when you're in the NBA. And uh he he shot his fair share of bricks and, and airballs and but his his shot does look a lot better. He could have just and, taken the uh, Ben Simmons approach and just never just, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See LeBron James, LeBron James shot an air ball on a free throw the other day. I did see that. <laughs> I think Giannis has done his fair share of those as well, though. Yeah. yeah. The uh, JJ, what about? Are you now worried about the Raptors? Is Tampa Bay not a championship city? Um, well, <laughs> their own, your own question. Yes, absolutely. Tampa Bay is a championship city. <laughs> what a ridiculous question. Um, <laughs> No, I'm not super worried about the Raptors. The The game that I saw was weird. It was like the Raptors played awesome basketball for three quarters. Like almost every single shot was a good shot. All of the guys that they played could shoot threes. They got in the paint. Like Lowry and, and Siakam and Van Fleet were in the paint like the entire game. Um, they honestly, they looked really good to me in person. And they like, they pl- played solid defense. And then it was just like randomly – the Pelicans were just like went on this like weird run with like Zion and Brandon Ingram got kind of hot. And then like the Pelicans were up 12 
But, like, even looking back on that game that they ended up losing by, like, 14 or 16, for three quarters it was like the Raptors won this game. And I, and I trust the blueprint. I'm not going to overreact to the Raptors right now. I, I think that they, they've, they've, earned, uh, they've earned my trust at least. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not super worried about them. Definitely. I haven't had a chance to watch them at all, so I can't, I can't say anything about them. But, uh, I mean, they just have a lot of really good players, so yeah. I'm sure they'll end up turning it around. And I, I, it's kind of like the Wizards. I do think that the Wizards will end up turning it around to a degree, too. Uh, but they just don't have any sort of athleticism. So, mm-hmm. I, I, outside of, obviously, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. So, I just think on the defensive side, they're just going to be uh, horrendous. So they're, they're, Their defense is so bad. It, it's, yeah. it's kind of almost tough to watch them play defense. It's like, clearly nobody's communicating. Everybody just gets, like, crushed by ball screens. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. trying to go over screens or – under screens or communicate to, to switch any screens. It's like Russell yeah. Westbrook goes for every single steal, which I love. I mean, that's a strategy <laughs> that's near and dear to my heart. I'm not saying it's the most effective, but yeah. like, <laughs> he is very often out of position. But yeah, I mean, he's still Russell Westbrook in there. Yeah, I, I would expect them to turn it around too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. They get their, um, they get Rui. Hachimuri, I can't pronounce his last name. Right? Hachimura, right? Or I don't, yeah, I don't know. He comes back tomorrow, um, so we'll see. Yeah. I think he's somewhat important to their team, but I don't know. Do you see the video of Russ just being absolutely pissed off after mm-hmm. the game? Yeah. His Instagram, his Instagram post too. He's gonna get another. He's gonna get so many triple doubles soon. Those yeah, triple yeah. doubles will account to yeah, wins. And here's JJ with a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of falling asleep at work because your coffee's not strong enough or your fake Adderall prescription got denied? Try Smallin's Red Bull Vodkas. It will enhance your productivity tenfold and give you the power of a thousand men. This product is not to be used while driving. All right. So well, this week's big three, we're, we're going to do the, our big three of, of places to find the one. And by the one meaning love of your life, girl of your dreams, mother of your children. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Ashley. Define Ashley. Who, who wants to go, wants to go first? Dylan, Emily, you guys can go first. Okay. All right. Um, wait, did you, do we want to introduce everybody that's with us here? Yeah, we have a bunch of people. Yeah, so we got... All right, so we got uh, my girlfriend, Emily, and then JJ, you want to introduce everybody that you got? Yeah, we're here uh, in a Channel Club in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Club 1507, Club 1507, we like to call it, with Ashley Taylor and, and Tyler. If you're listening, I'm sure you know who all <laughs> And I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go first big three so uh let's see big three of where to meet your uh the one so i think since we've met at work i think we'll uh we'll go with work yep yeah i think that's a uh that's the classic place to always 
always meet somebody while you're uh, spending time together all day. So, JJ, all right. JJ, you next. You and Ashley. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think my first big three, my, <laughs> my my LeBron James of this big three is at a New Year's Eve party. I think that's a, that's a scripted Hollywood meeting place for the one. I think a lot of movies have started that way, and that's a pretty good spot. I have never really even been to a New Year's Eve party with a lot of people, but I feel like it's a pretty good spot. It's <laughs> a good one. All right, monks. Me. Um, I'm just gonna go with a good old-fashioned bar. Um, bar. I'd like to be drunk when I, when I talk to girls. So, uh, definitely I would pick a bar. Um, I have met a few girls at bars. Um, I've also, I've also not made the move at bars. So I'd take a bar. It never really worked out, I guess, all the girls I met at a bar, but. So maybe you shouldn't be recommending that? Well, it hasn't really worked out anywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. The, the Tyler and Taylor team. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, some people say wedding, but there's another school of thought. Maybe like a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, emotions can run high. It's a snake draft, Tyler. Number two. Number Dwayne two. Wade. <laughs> yeah, it's a snake, snake draft. Go, go back to dial on. Go back to dial on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's our turn. All right, so we'll go with uh, what did we just say? Um, a dog park. Dog park, yeah, dog park. Ooh. That's where uh, you know, take a dog there and you know, meet meet some people. I feel like that's that's a good spot for it. That is, that is true. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people at the dog park, but I have found that most of the encounters at dog parks are extremely awkward. Yeah. So I don't think. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry, my dog just bit yours. Also, if, if your dog is like ours, that just eats poop. It's a talking point. <laughs> we hear a lot of, oh my God, whose dog is that? <laughs> oh, no. JJ right, so number two. Yeah, JJ two. Dwayne Wade. Well, I, actually wanted to, I actually wanted Dog Park, so that was, that was a good pick. But, uh, I would say the airport. Airport? Like sitting on a plane, you're going to the same place. You happen to in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a solid one. Yeah. I had this uh, lady one time try to like set me up with the person that was like sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> it was like really awkward. She was being like very like upfront about it. She was like, you guys should totally like be together. <laughs> and really, <laughs> this girl was not about me at all. Were yeah. you in the middle seat? I think, yeah, I think I was in the middle seat, and like the lady that was like trying to set us up was on, on the window, and she was just like, "Yeah, you two, you would be perfect together." Was it in? Like, what did you say? 
Then there's probably an exit row if motions were just running high through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll say my Dwayne Wade, my number two. Yeah. Um is uh it's public transportation i uh i had this whole plan uh like i, I bought all these nice nice clothes I, I was i was gonna be going taking the train to work every day i thought you know that would be a good place to try to look good try to meet someone uh but then uh COVID happened so i've i've been stuck in my house and i've met zero people uh, all year and i have all these clothes that i never get to wear um, so that was, that was the plan. I, I was, I was ready for public transportation to meet the one. Um, so one day I feel like that happens in movies a lot. Um, all my ideas of where to meet the one are, are completely based off of movies. Trying to catch eyes with any girl you can on the, uh, on the train. All these girls are texting their friends like, dude, this creepy dude, this, this creepy guy is like staring at me. All day long. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, Tyler, Taylor. Mm, on the tennis court. Oh, there you go. <laughs> little background for all the listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor met on a uh, recreational tennis team. Right? Wasn't that is that the happy hour? Like the the season ending happy hour. Practice and then beat the after practice. I yeah. beat him. Taylor left him in the oh. dust on the tennis court. I recovered nicely. Yeah. All right, Dylan, Chris, ba your Chris Bosch. <laughs> All right, my Chris Bosch is uh, uh, this is Emily's choice. We're going with the uh, a yoga class. <laughs> get, oh. uh, get all, I feel yeah. like that could be pretty creepy if I like if I go to a, if, if I'm going to a yoga class solely to meet girls, like especially if you have to be wearing tights. Yeah, you got like the the long hair and everything going. You could definitely kind of you could definitely make that work. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> all right, JJ, number three. I'm gonna say, oh jeez, it's a tough one. Twenty-one seventy-seven Washington Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> the address of their uh, house. <laughs> how many? How many like? How many like long-lasting relationships do you think started at our house? Just all these random freshmen meeting each other, probably. Yeah, I, I bet I bet a I bet a bunch of people. Yeah, not me. No one that we knew, like personally. No one that we knew. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was mainly it was mainly just dudes. Um, so uh, a lot of dudes showing up to our parties. No, all right, my number. <laughs> actually that address. I would say Silky O'Sullivan's in Memphis, Tennessee, is a great place. Just a great Fair bar. Off the top of my head, yeah. Let's buy him a big beer. Yeah, yeah. Fire in forty ounce beer. Sure. Um. All right. My last one. My uh, Chris Bosch. I would say a festival, music festival. I think. <laughs> yeah. Music festival. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm. I was thinking this time last year, I was at like a festival, music festival thing in Mozambique. There's beautiful people everywhere. Problem was, most girls that I tried to talk to did not speak English. They sp- spoke Portuguese. Um, if I spoke Portuguese, I definitely would have killed it. Um, cause I, <laughs> but uh, no one really spoke English, so it was it, it was it was a good festival. Um, and, <laughs> and there was there was this one dude at this festival who his name was Connor. He was from Ireland. He had an he had an Irish accent. He was six two. He was jacked out of his mind. And everyone everyone was just calling him the Alpha Connor. And uh, it, was, it was I I was I was. I didn't really like, I love that week, but I, I, every time we interacted with that kid, I hated him because he just, he was way better than me. He was a better Connor. I kept calling him better Connor. He didn't really understand why. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Tyler Taylor, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, I know a lot of options off the yes. <laughs> One second. Good luck ever Mr. meeting a girl in not one of these different yeah, places than these. Mr. Irrelevant, I think I'm going uh, post office USA. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of personal information floating around there. You can tell a lot, you can tell a lot about a person by the reason they're at the post office. Uh, you can get their address. <laughs> Skip the phone number, go straight to the address. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot on everybody's mind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, day Day, we want to do uh, Connor's Love Corner. All right, yeah. Let me get my questions out. Uh, we left a bunch are... on the board. I can't believe we didn't say wedding. How do you guys not say that? Oh, nobody ever meets a wedding. Yeah, I had wedding. I also had college party. But I'm like, I'm not saying like back when I was in college. I mean, like nowadays, if I went to a college party. <laughs> Emily had a audition of the Gold Club in Memphis, Tennessee. It's where uh, it's where Tate met Tate met his wife there that night. Oh yeah, that's very true. So we have some. Should we uh, we roll into Connor's love corner? So what are these? Are these listeners' questions? Yeah, these these are two questions that were. Instagram DM'd, and then one question that was actually mailed in. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I'm ready. I I haven't I haven't heard these before either. These are nope, completely new. Is... All right, this is the first one. <laughs> Hi Connor, this is Brendan Dolovan from Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> it sounds like you've been on plenty of first dates. I'm kind of a shy and nervous guy, not the type to even arm a fly. <laughs> what are some tips of the trade on going on first dates? Is there a type of venue slash activity you prefer to ask girls to go on? Uh, on what date do you try and kiss them? <laughs> I'm also wow. I'm on. I'm pretty happy we're having random listeners. I've never heard of a Brendan Dullivan um, out of Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, Brendan. Um, 
I would, uh, I would definitely, I would ask a girl out and then, uh, try to go on a beer or wine tour, uh, different, different, uh, first date. Uh, you know, you're kind of moving around a lot of times. It might be kind of more of a bar crawl type activity. Um, but, uh, and then when it comes to date, when to go in for the first kiss, I always go in for the first kiss, uh, date number eight. Um, I'm a little too nervous for the first seven. Um, and then I always pregame the dates. Uh, I'm usually about six or seven deep before I go on dates. Uh, incredibly nervous. I can't talk to girls without it. So uh, that's what I would. Uh, that's what I would say, Bren. All right, last question. Hey, Connor. This is Erica from Birmingham, Alabama. I just love the sound of your voice from the first episode. I found myself stalking old photos of you. I don't think I've ever seen a hair transformation quite like yours before. I is there a question? question is, which I guess my question is, which hairstyle did you find was a bigger hit with the ladies you dated? Long or short? I like to live life on the wild side, so I'm more of a long-haired lover. But I wanted to know if you noticed a difference. Was this Erica? You said out of Birmingham? Yeah, Erica. Yeah. Eric. 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 <laughs> um, Eric from Alabama. I don't know. I, uh, I feel like uh, with the long hair, I've met more interesting people. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more inclined to say that I think the long hair has helped. Uh, makes me look different. I'm 5'9". Uh, not in the best shape. Uh, not the most strikingly good-looking person. I think I need something. Um, so I would say the long hair has helped a lot. So yeah. that's the that's the answer to Eric <laughs> or Eric. Thank you for answering Erica's question. I'm sure she'll greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Those are the only questions that we got from listeners. So so if you're out there, Queen, <laughs> bliss. Feel free. Keep sending. Free to send in some answers or some questions. What about games to watch uh, this upcoming weekend? Do you have any games that you're looking forward to? I think one that I'm going to be watching is the well, not I think they play twice actually. So it's the Trailblazers and Warriors. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how the Warriors respond after not playing well in those first few games. The, the, the two wings, Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, have just been god-awful. So I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how they, how, how they go into these next couple of games. And obviously the Blazers are good competition, so I think that'll be a pretty good gauge to see if the Warriors are actually going to just end up, you know, kind of continuing on this downward slope and end up not being a playoff team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting because they could make some trades and, and kind of, you know, blow things up at that point at the trade deadline. So I think that'll be interesting if they continue to, to, uh, to slide. Yeah. That, that was kind of an overreaction of mine that we didn't get to was I, I kind of just think that, that the Warriors just like stink. Yeah. Like I just, exactly. I don't, I don't think that they're good and I wouldn't be surprised if they do keep sliding kind of a, I guess, a just like hot take bold prediction is they slide a little bit. Steph goes down with a weird ankle injury or, or something. Basically, mm-hmm. one, all, they're just one injury, one Steph Curry injury away 
from tanking because yep. they have that Kings unprotected pick. That, yep. that, that, well, it's top three protect. I actually looked this up because I was, I was curious about. Well, this because this draft is supposed to be a really really good draft. So you know what is the incentive? They they have Wiseman. He's twenty years old. He looks awesome. Mm-hmm. He's only going to have so much of a so much of an impact this year. But moving forward, he he clearly you know the 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 returns on him are are pretty awesome so far. They have that Kings pick that they got. Um, that is, that is top three protected, and then the pick that they sent for that they sent OKC for Kelly Oubre is top twenty protected. So if they tanked this year and then the Kings slide, which I feel like that wouldn't be the most shocking thing. I know they, the Kings started off pretty well, but they 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 could go into this draft with with two you know pretty, pretty high solid, picks, pretty top six, top five picks, and a, and a loaded draft. Mm-hmm. Suddenly land one of those, have Wiseman. Um, Clay comes back, Draymond's back, Steph is rested again after another season. Um, yeah, there's been quite a bit of uh, I was gonna say there's quite been quite a bit of Steph uh, Curry slander out there. People saying that he can't carry a team anymore. I truly, I hate to say it, but I almost kind of believe it. I don't think at this point he has so he's played so many games. Like he's just he, he's. And his ankles are always has have always been an issue for him, and his age. I mean, I think he's already thirty three. I mean, we got to remember that he was. I think he played three years in college, so yeah. um, he's always been. You know, he's he, he's always been older than what it seems because of that. So I don't know. I just I, I don't think that he's the type of player anymore that can, at least with this talent, I don't think that he could that he could get anywhere with it. Uh, I well, think if obviously he had Clay Thompson, I think that'd be a different story, but. I just think it, with this talent, I don't think he could single-handedly kind of kind of make this work. I don't think – yeah, I, I think even in his, when he was 27, he couldn't single-handedly carry it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. he was – what he was, he was the best player on really, really great, like historically great rosters. I don't think that he's like it's, – it's almost impossible for like a small guard to be like – to just carry a team. Right. You know, like a guy like LeBron, a guy like Kevin Durant, I think, like – you know, in his prime of primes, guys like that can like can carry carry a team. I can't think of too many guys who could just drag like too many little guards in the history of the NBA who could like just carry. Like Allen Iverson is the only guy that comes to mind. Like he carried like pretty awful Philadelphia Seventy Sixers teams, and I I can't think of too many other like like Chris Paul on the Hornets. Like I would say he he carried those Hornets teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like to the playoffs, I, I don't. I can't think of an, a, a lot of guys out there who are like, you know, six two, six three, or shorter who were able to just completely carry rosters. Right. So I, I think like that argument, even to to begin with, I don't think that Steph was ever carrying a team. Like I, I, I think Steph was just the best player on really, really good teams. I could, I just... could argue your point in Steve Nash's last year with the Suns when they went to the Western Conference Finals. And I think it's 2010. We think it was, I mean, he had Amari Stoudemire, which was yeah, Amari, Sean Marion, really, really good player. I don't 2016, think we didn't have Sean 2017. Marion. I was going to say 2016, 2017, Isaiah Thomas carried true. the Boston Celtics. True. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
and he's, and he's even way shorter. Happened, but it is it is just yeah. extremely rare. So yeah, not to I, a championship. I, yeah. yeah, and not well, to even with like yeah, well like well, six even, straight finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's fine. But like it, it's it's still to my point. It's like it's still like not a thing that happens. Right. A lot. Right. Like, I I would argue against the this. I would probably push back a little bit on the Steve Nash carrying a roster with like with Amari Sotomayor and. Yeah, um, I guess thinking back, we had like Jason Richardson. No, that would have been yeah. that would have been like the very end of it when we had, geez, probably, yeah, like Steve Nash, Channing Frye, Jared Dudley, Raja. No, we wouldn't even had Raja Bell at that time. Uh, Grant Hill would have probably been on that roster. Omari Stoudemire's last year. I don't even know who our center would have been. We've never really had any good ones, but yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you're right. That that probably wouldn't have been one. So what about the uh, – I'd Wait, say Monks, what year was the uh, – was Isaiah Thomas? Uh, I think uh, 2016, 2017 was, was one of his uh, – or maybe the mm-hmm. – yeah, no, that was one of the – I think that was one of his best. That's the year that he had because I just saw our memory four years ago. He just had uh, – he had his, like, 50-point game, like, right before New Year's. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when that happened. I think that was the that was one of his big that was like his big year that was the MVP year. He did. He did. Remember, he did you, have, we we he were all awesome stats, but that's still a team with like Al Horford, Jay Crowder, Jalen Brown was a rookie on that team. Avery Bradley was good. Wasn't that a good year from Rozier? They said Marcus Smart. But yeah, I okay. I would. Yeah, he. Yeah, like really, he was he was number five in the MVP vote, and like he, he was, yeah yeah you know, he, he was awesome. I think we made it to. You know, it was the East like four years ago, which is it was like yeah. the Cavs. So it was it was really, but I think we made it to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals that year. Yeah, and um, and, and that's true. Because I think we Steve Nash I was think pretty awesome. That's when we, I think that that was after that year we we traded him away, and then we're like Celtics became internally cursed and mm-hmm. traded away Isaiah Thomas. Um, yeah, but um. I'd say uh, my game to watch this weekend, which it's actually kind of not the best weekend for basketball because they're competing against uh, college football finals and uh, week 17 in NFL. But uh, if, uh, if you stick around, I guess we'll, we'll still have one of the bowl games. But on, on uh, July, January 1st, I like the Suns-Nuggets game um, just because the Nuggets are going to need a win. Nuggets are 1-3 mm-hmm. right now. I think. Um, and then the Suns are hot. The Suns are playing the Jazz tomorrow, I think. So um, they're going to be coming off of a short rest with the Jazz. I'm going to definitely be hitting the Nuggets. Um, I think they're going to they're definitely going to be needing to win. The, the line's probably going to be two or three, minus two or three for the Nuggets, at, them at home. Um, I'm really – I, I, I want to see Jokic, Jokic play, play and uh, – so I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that game. Um, probably watch it while I watch the uh, while I watch the whatever the eight o'clock uh, New Year's Day game is. But that's my that's my game to watch. I yeah, that'll see. be a good one. There's you know, Hawks, there's already we say Hawks Nets. Well, that one's happening mm-hmm. tonight. That one just happened tonight. So they're are they playing tomorrow? They they play January first too. Yeah, so, they so play that's, the, that's their second back. of their doubleheader. Yeah, okay. it was a good game tonight. They scored like three hundred points. <laughs> and uh, the Nets squeaked yeah. out a win. 
Not a lot of defense in that game, I bet. Yeah. Um, and then also, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the Philly Orlando game tomorrow. Um, so uh, December thirty first. See if the Magic can keep up their un- undefeated streak. Uh, the Mark Helpful revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, no. We we texted about this. Marco Fultz is odd. Like everybody, everybody needs to watch a Marco Fultz now because I feel like people have this idea of like the player that he used to be, and he is not that guy anymore. Or he is not the guy that he was like his rookie year when all the attention was on him, mm-hmm. and like, and he kind of like just played scared every single game. He doesn't play play like that at all like he's like a downhill driver that attacks rim hard he's super athletic his arms are like freakishly long yeah he's awesome on defense he's basically all the way back to what he was in college besides his three-point jump shot right like if, if you watch film of him in college and film of him now the only thing is he like looks way more physically mature and he doesn't shoot like he doesn't like he slashes the same way he did when he was at Washington. Mm-hmm. He just like his three-point shot is still like just kind of weird. But to his credit, he he does shoot them. He's not hunting them, but he'll shoot them if it gets swung and it's wide open. And just to still, be a threat, yeah. And it still looks weird, but like you know, I don't know. He he looks good to me. Yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty solid. I always thought that he'd end up turning it around. Yeah. Uh, I think he just kind of had I don't know that that whole thing was just so weird that you know, go from number 1 draft pick to having the yips. I mean, it was just yeah, it was just no, the worst well, thing ever. No, he had uh, the thoracic outlet syndrome. What is that? Like he he like, is that his like elbow? A, no, or? yeah, it was I think it was his shoulder. It's like a weird like degenerative nerve thing in your shoulder which like like I, I think Beno Udre had it, and that's why like he got like he he, he had to leave. he eventually just wash out of the NBA from it. But I don't know if it was I, I, I didn't something. know that. I I thought that he had just gotten the yips. No, he, he yeah. it, it was like an they did attribute it to like an actual like medical oh, condition. Okay, um, it didn't help that he played in Philly. Like it would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he just. I think. I think. Being in Orlando with the Magic is very good for him. Um, yeah. yeah. So he can kind of work work towards becoming what he should be. In a yeah. Small like, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Of, I don't know enough about like the the thing, like the the TOS. Come on. All right. Well, you'll need to do some research into. That. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if he's ever going to be 100 percent back to normal. Like, <laughs> but I, I think he's proven that he can be a legit NBA player even with without a three like a. A knockdown three. I, th- I think that this version of Markel Fultz is is still a lottery pick in that draft. He's not the number one overall pick, but I, I think he's a lottery pick in his draft. Like this version of him, this like attacking, awesome defender. He basically lives in the paint. He's like weird. He's like got this like kind of herky jerky game, um, but he but he's like pretty smart out of the pick and roll. Like he's good at like doing that thing where he kind of like baits defenders into thinking he's a threat even though he's like clearly not going to shoot a three and like just getting them to getting them to like go off the screen um so are you guaranteeing right now floater i i picked him as my most improved player oh you did all right i was gonna say are you gonna guarantee most improved player that's why i'm going on this huge spiel right now i'm trying i'm trying to convince everybody (laughs) only thing is gordon hayward could gordon hayward if he just averages like 20 set like 27 and five he's going to win most improved player 
Is that gonna? Well, I guess you know he he's had not a gonna decent... order twenty. He's not gonna average twenty-seven and five. I though. think he. Well, not twenty-seven. I meant like twenty. Oh, oh, 20, 20, Okay, yeah, like twenty points, seven. Okay, yeah. Um, but actually, he had like a decent. I I kind of forget he had a decent year last year. But whenever Gordon Hayward played, he was fine. It's just yeah, like, that's true. He wasn't really available. No. All right. Well, any other games? Uh, we're looking forward to this weekend. No, I think that's it. I'll definitely be. Uh, I'll definitely be watching football with the Cardinals having a big game this week. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah, the Suns games. Obviously, I'll watch those too. So. JJ. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the Saturday slate. Kings Rockets. Uh, everybody in the world hates watching the Rockets, so maybe not that one. I actually don't mind them. I think by then they're supposed to have all their guys back. So I th- actually that would be pretty. That would be a wall, good thing to watch. Because yeah. th- that's the thing. Like with with Wood working out, and if James Wall, I mean not, not John Wall, if John Wall is like kind of what if he if he can be someone John Hall looked amazing in the preseason yeah I don't know that like James Harden could be leaving a team that actually has some good players he could end up forcing his way to yeah he could end up forcing his like forcing his way to a team that is significantly worse than this roster kind of be hilarious it would kind of be hilarious I I think it's almost like at this point like a, a, a stubborn thing yeah no, he can't. He can't back out now. That's like no. He, he's, yeah. he's gone. He's gone too far. Um, all right. Well, thank you all um, for listening all the way through and uh, joining us for our second episode of Fast Breaks and Heartaches. Uh, please feel free to DM JJ Dylon or me if you have any listeners' questions. But besides that, uh, do you have any closing remarks, JJ? Uh, no, other than the fact that I'm, I'm doubling down on the Atlanta Hawks. We didn't, we didn't get much Atlanta Hawks talk today, but, uh, All right. I think my, my, uh, bold prediction in week one was that they're going to win the first round of the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm upgrading that to, they're going to win two playoff series. They're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> they're they're going to beat, they're going to beat the Bucks. <laughs> they're going to beat the Bucks, and then they are going to beat the Heat in round two. So yeah, you yeah. Can write that down. They're, they're coming uh, for the heat. <laughs> can almost guarantee that won't happen. But uh, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good. Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be you know a good one, better than better than the one we just had. So 